This episode of the Kettle and Cup podcast is brought to you by us, as we still don't have any sponsors. But you know what? I guess that means we don't have any commercials either. You want to be a sponsor, you can do so. And I will let people know how to get a hold of you, what your product is, what the services that you offer. I'll let them know everything about you. Contact me. Be a sponsor of the podcast. We'll get your name out there to the couple hundred people who listen every month. That would be pretty awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody. This is Alex. This is Lori. And this episode of the Kettle and Cup podcast is one of our America Land podcasts, which focuses primarily on travel and our love of travel. Yay! Now, we should probably give out a couple of disclaimers here. We're not associated with any sort of travel group, travel blog, or any sort of travel agency. And if we mention things by name... It's only because of our experience with them. We're not getting any sort of sponsorship or any sort of kickback from any of the companies or websites or things that we mentioned, but we have found... I wish. (laughs) I wish. But we have found that some of these things have made life a little bit easier when you're traveling on a budget, which is how we travel. And we're hoping that we can give you some insight into how you can do the same, or at least similar. So today, being the first America Land podcast, we're going to talk about some general travel tips and general travel things that we've come to realize over time has been very helpful for us. So in the future, as we start talking about some specific travel locations and and trips that we've taken, we'll hearken back to this podcast a little bit to talk about some of the basics for travel and some of the experiences that we've had that seem to go along with all of the different trips that we've taken. And we're still learning. I'm just going to put that disclaimer in there. We are not as worldly travelers as we wish we were. We're still learning every time we take a trip. Absolutely. And again, by no means are we experts, but we enjoy doing it. We enjoy talking about it. And we enjoy talking with others about it, too. So feel free to go to our Facebook page. You can either go to the Kettle and Cup Facebook page, or you can go to our America Land Facebook page. And feel free to give us some suggestions, some tips. Feel free to ask some questions. You'll see on there right now we have some photos that we've got up from some of our past travel. And we will be addressing those in some future podcasts, but today is going to be a general overview of some of the things that we've learned for travel. Mm -hmm. So let's first talk about some of the types of trips that we've taken. We've taken trips um, just as a couple. We've taken trips as a family because during the time period that we've been together, we've had children. Um, ranging from adult children to preteen over the years. So that's 
been a part of how we've catered some of our trips. We've taken all of them. And between the two of us, we have four kids. Mm-hmm. So we've taken all of them. And sometimes we've just taken my kids or your kids. This is true. We look at travel as being an important part of parenting because it's exposing them to culture, exposing them to history, all kinds of learning experiences, but they're not just educational trips. They're also just fun, relaxing trips. Oh, absolutely. Teaching them how to relax is a pretty important thing. You are right. So we've taken them on um, driving trips, trips where we've we've just used, you know, a car to get from one place to another. We've taken them on planes. We've taken them outside of the country. Mm-hmm. We've taken them to places that are a little bit more rustic, and we've taken them to some urban locations as well. We've gone with the kids, and we've gone on our own to some all-inclusive places. We've also taken trips in those family trips. It hasn't always just been our kids. We've taken your parents. We've taken my grandmother. So we've run the gamut of ages, and we've taken our grandchild, who you know was very little at the time. So literally from... 80-something to a wee little one-year-old. There's a number of goals that you should keep in mind when traveling. Are you going to take a trip that's going to be for relaxation, for entertainment? Do you intend to do something there educational? Do you intend to do something that you've always wanted to do? Or my favorite, travel just to travel. This is true. I love that as well. When you're traveling with your kids, it's important to have maybe a mix of different things. So it can't all be educational. But I have come to find, and you will probably agree with me, it's surprising how much the kids can get out of an educational portion of a vacation. They do. We've been on some trips where there's a lot of reading, and we have one child who runs through it, and we have another one who spent... Hours more than even we did, making sure she read every word. You have to counter that, of course, with things that are entertaining as well. And that becomes a part of of a good trip for anybody, really. Finding something that each of us wants to do. That's always been one of our goals in travel as well. Mostly we love to travel and we love to relax. But we always make sure that each person get something out of that vacation that's specific to them. Now, we don't always plan things out together. We do bounce things off of each other, wherein one or the other will say, maybe we should take a trip here, or maybe we should take a trip there. And these are the things that are at that location. It's important to research where you're going to go to make sure that you can get the most out of the time that you have there. Because when you're budgeting... Not only you're budgeting for money, but you're budgeting for time. Correct. And I'm a fan of finding as many interesting, fun things to do for free or very little. In future episodes of the podcast, we will go more in depth in some of the vacations and trips that we've taken over the years and maybe have some tips that you can share with everybody as far as some of the things that we did and maybe some of the things that we found by surprise 
in the areas in which we traveled. I wonder if this is a good time, Alex, to decide if we should let people know ahead of time what trip we might be talking about so that they can have some input before we talk about it. Because maybe their ideas or things that they've done in that same location will be helpful for us to share with others while we're sharing our experience. I think you're right. It's important to know that we are keeping an open dialogue on our Facebook page. For the travel stuff specifically, you can go to facebook.com slash America Land page. It's all one word, America Land page, P-A-G-E. And feel free to post a comment or send us a message. We don't have anything planned specifically. We're hoping to maybe take a trip later this um, summer, later towards the end of summer or fall of this year, or definitely spring of next year. This is not to say, though, that we're not going to maybe do a three- or four-day trip over a weekend someplace fairly local driving area, and we'll keep people updated on that. So hopefully anybody out there has some tips or questions or suggestions, we'll be open for those. I think what we should do is post something before we're going to go to let people know that we're going because they may have some ideas or places that they want us to check out. And I'm more than willing to do that. I, I love new adventures and finding new places or places that you've been that you really enjoyed. So I think that that's something we should consider. I agree. And sometimes it can be disappointing to take a trip and come back and have somebody say, did oh, you, you see this? Yeah. yeah. Did you go oh, you here? you should have went there. Did you know that when you were at this location, you were only two blocks away from this site? And then I will be frustrated because I'll be like, all right, we're going back. <laughs> so hopefully there are going to be people out there who might have some insight and be willing to share some of those tips and suggestions with us via our page, and we welcome them. So that's a good segue. Let's talk about travel tips. I like talking about travel tips. When traveling, we use a number of different resources. One of my favorites is Hotels.com. One of the reasons why I enjoy that is you stay 10 nights in different locations and you get the 11th night free based on the average of what your previous 10 stays were. That really begins to add up after a while as well. It's nice. Oftentimes we will rent a car rather than put miles and wear and tear on our own vehicle. We use AAA to rent cars all the time. Right. There are very few of us that I know anyway who have an unlimited budget and resources for Mm -hmm. travel. So discounts are important. Deals are important. Agreed. When you're traveling, especially as a couple... One thing that you can do to help stretch your budget is to be smart about food. So if you decide to eat somewhere, oftentimes lunch is less expensive than dinner. And really, that's where you're doing the most of your walking or traveling or sightseeing is throughout the day. One thing that we found to be pretty helpful is to try and make sure that we are able to have breakfast at the hotel have a big lunch, and maybe even save some of it if we can, if we're not on foot specifically. That way we have breakfast, lunch, and maybe even our dinner covered 
for the day. Yeah, that's a really good point. If you have free breakfast at the hotel and the only meal that you're eating out is lunch because you have leftovers for dinner, you can save a lot of money. When you're traveling with kids, that's a big part of it. When we took a trip to Memphis, Tennessee, we would eat breakfast at the hotel. We would eat a large lunch, bring some of the food back to the room where our intentions were for the children to swim and spend some time winding down at the room in the evening. And we had dinner covered. Mm -hmm. It worked out really nice. So having that sort of foresight for your day is an important thing to do if you can help it. We also pack snacky things that we can have throughout the day to kind of tide the kids over, especially when you're traveling with kids, but not just the kids. I mean, sometimes we get a little hangry and a granola bar is just what you need. (laughs) Keep in mind, these are for the driving vacations that we've had. If you're going to an all-inclusive, eat whatever you want. (laughs) And as much as you want. (laughs) however you want. But do keep in mind, you have clothing to fit into when you get home. (laughs) I found that a good rule of thumb for us when it comes to travel is to assume that it's going to cost twice as much as you think and to assume that... It goes by way faster than you want it to. And also to assume that you'll probably pack twice as much as what you'll need or use. Although I've learned to not pack as crazy as I used to. Well, maybe that's something that you can speak to. How do you make those plans? What do you have in mind when you're thinking about packing for a weekend away or a 10-day trip? Well, obviously, we have learned when going to a warm location, you're likely not going to need as many clothes as you think because you spend most of your time in swimming suits and cover-ups with your swimming suits. And I have learned one of the things that I do is is I have a cute little sundress that I wear for dinner on Tuesday night and for a cover-up on Wednesday. So it kind of becomes a dual-purpose sundress. And then, you know, Wednesday night I wear a different dress for dinner and then wear that for the cover-up the next day. And you don't have to pack so many things because you're using them for multiple things. And because you're only wearing something for dinner, you're likely not getting it soiled and you can rewear it later in the week if you're going to be gone that long. It may surprise people to know that most people on vacation don't even notice you. Right. You notice yourself more, or the people that you're with, more so than any complete stranger has anything to say or do or feel about you. And as an example, we recently took a trip to New York City, and not to tell a tale, but you wanted to wear a pair of boots that you thought were really cute. And they killed your feet. Mm -hmm. And the amount of people, even in New York City, on that snowy day that we saw that maybe paid attention to the boots that you were wearing was probably very slim. And along that line, 
I was just talking about the sundresses in a warm location. In New York City, we both wore longer trench style coats the whole time because it was cold. It didn't matter what I had underneath that coat because nobody ever saw it because I always had the coat on. That's right. So I could have worn the same outfit every day and no one but you and I would have known. You're absolutely right about that. So let's talk about some of the preparation that we do before we take a trip. Because it's very rare that we just get into the car and go. We usually have a pretty good idea of of what we're going to do. And I think that this is something that we share fairly evenly as far as planning where we're going to go or what we're going to do with our time. So I can speak for myself in this a little bit. There have been times when we've taken trips and the focus has been primarily on things that we haven't done before, places that we haven't gone to before. And I'm a big one for wanting to find a place that has some of the things that I really like, such as art museums or live music events, that sort of thing. Now, not all of our trips have been that way. But there have been some fairly successful travel that we've done in the past where we've been able to plan that out just a little bit in advance and not feel like we're going, ending up somewhere and then looking around going, well, what do we do next? We definitely do spend some time beforehand separately and together uh, researching the area that we're going to go to and finding the things that we both enjoy Luckily, we enjoy some of the same things, but there might be some things that I might enjoy more than you, and I love historical things. I like quirky things, so if there's a big ball of twine and it's the largest one in the world, I want to see it because it's the only one in the world. It's important to be realistic about your time budget as well as your your monetary budget, so... You might say to yourself, we could go to this museum where we will likely spend four to six hours in this museum, or in that time period, we can go to these two places. Now, it might be something that is driven by price. Well, the museum is only $7 a person to go, whereas the other two places are $7 a piece. Or there are sometimes when all bets are off and you really have to go somewhere because you're in that area. So if you're in San Francisco, you have to go to the Golden Gate Bridge. If you're in Memphis, you have to go to Elvis's house. That sort of thing. Great. Mm-hmm. For the purists out there, that's Graceland, of course. Budget your time. Do a little bit of, of, of work. We were going to go recently to Biltmore and found out that during the winter, it's not the same experience as it is during the spring through fall. So we decided against taking that trip. It's good to know that before you go, you end up standing outside of someplace and find out that it's closed and there's nothing much that you can do about it. We had a similar experience when we were in Memphis. We were going to go to a museum that you really wanted to go to, found out that it was closed the day that we had planned on going. So we ended up going to the zoo instead that day and had a fabulous day there. We were still able to get the museum that you wanted to go to in the next day but sometimes all the pre-planning in the world will still give you a little hiccup and unfortunately not always 
do they have those things updated on websites? We um, mentioned earlier that we use Hotel.com, and we had stayed at a hotel in the panhandle of Texas, and one of the things that we really wanted to have that particular night was a pool and hot tub because the roads were terrible and we had all of the kids with us. Well, when we got there, the hot tub and pool were closed. And because they don't experience snow the same way we do, everything in the area was closed. So we were confined to a very small room with all of us. And it made for a interesting, somewhat tense evening. But we were tired and sleep was needed. So that's what we did. (laughs) We always look for things to do recreation-wise that could be free. I love going to museums and I love it when you walk in and you find out there isn't any fee or admission to go in. If there is an admission, remember, if you're a member of AAA, to ask for a AAA discount, lots of places have them. And no one ever seems to be annoyed by you asking for the discount. You are correct. They, If they offer it, then... It's not a problem to ask for it. One of my jobs that I have here at home is in the hospitality industry in Wisconsin Dells, which some of you will be aware of where that is and what it is, a touristy area. Every day that I work at that job, I have people asking for discounts. And it's at a pretty high-end place. So these are people that know how to treat themselves, and still ask for a discount. So don't feel funny or embarrassed to ask for one. My mother used to say the worst thing that anybody will ever tell you is no. So if you were planning on spending $12 per person to get into a museum, and you ask and you're able to get in at $10 per person, then as a family of four, that's an extra $8 to spend. For ice cream. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Or in Graceland on a peanut butter and banana sandwich fried in bacon grease that we shared among all of us because there were so many choices we wanted and we got one of each and then we shared it all because we had a lot of food sitting in front of us part of that too is because no one person should eat an entire peanut butter and banana sandwich fried in bacon grease probably not elvis was proof of that i love elvis don't knock elvis He didn't need to eat the whole sandwich. I love Elvis. Don't knock Elvis. (laughs) There's never been a better time to travel than now in so much as all of the information that you need is at your fingertips pretty much wherever you're at. So you mentioned Hotels.com and there are a number of places as far as lodging is concerned that when it comes down to the day they are looking for ways to fill those rooms. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can get some great bargains or deals by booking the day that you intend to stay. However, we took a driving trip from Wisconsin to Arizona, and it just so happened that it was not on St. Patrick's Day, but close enough to St. Patrick's Day that nearly any place in and around the St. Louis area was completely booked. We had no idea why. Yeah, it's it's a very important 
holiday. We learned that <laughs> as we were going through St. Louis and couldn't find a room. So we ended up having to drive a little bit further than we had planned, which was not so bad because most everybody was sleeping in the vehicle at the time. And we did end up getting a place. But having that opportunity to make those calls while you're on the road and be able to change things up, it's it's really, really helpful. And I know that in the past, years past, I have been on the road for one thing or another and just exhausted to show up and find that, oh, the only hotel room that's available is this King Suite, which is, you know, multiples of, of dollars that evening, which I was hoping not to have to spend, but there's no other choice because there's some sort of convention in town or something like that. It is very important to do that stuff, but sometimes while you're on the road, you're able to make things up as you go along. Mm -hmm. Do things on the fly. So as we had mentioned earlier, please feel free to stop at our Facebook page. But social media is definitely a resource that everybody should use. There are ways on Facebook where you can ask for recommendations and you can have it be exclusive to certain areas. For example, you can say, I'm traveling to St. Louis. Where is a great place to eat? Or what should I see? And ask for recommendations. And people will be able to do that for you. You may come to find that asking for this sort of thing there are people out there that can help you not only go there, but maybe even give you some tips as to how to utilize the area's discounts as well. And along that line, keep you safe. Safety is important when traveling. So always keep your, I'm quoting with my fingers, street smarts with you when you are traveling. There's no doubt that there are certain areas that are more questionable when it comes to tourist safety. And it's not up to us to make any claims as to whether a place is safe or not. Everybody has their own experience there. But it is important to be smart about what you're doing. Try not to look like a tourist as much as you can. I think that's a big one. And I also think that another one is, even though you're someplace where you think you might be safe, be smart about it. Don't be the only person walking down the street don't be the only person in a warehouse district after dark. The sort of things that your mother told you growing up. Listen to that little voice telling you that it might not be the best place to be. And I don't want to spend too much time on it because I don't want to end this in a downer. No. I think what we'll do as we talk about the different places that we have traveled to, maybe then we can put some of those safety tips into those segments because of what we experienced in those locations. I'm hoping that in the future with this podcast, particularly this travel portion of the podcast, which we're hoping to do maybe once every fourth podcast or so, we give people the opportunity to have their say as far as where they've gone. There's not a lot of people out there who are open to hearing travel stories and reason being sometimes is that they're jealous or they're envious or they're scared or they have whatever reasons that they don't care to travel. But when you go someplace, you really do want to talk about it. So for us, this is kind of self-serving to be able to do that sort of thing. But also it gives you out there the opportunity to join in as well. Absolutely. I just read something today that talked about some of the things that you can do on a daily basis to be happy. And there were a number of different tips, but one of them that stuck out to me because I love travel is even if you can't travel, just 
talking about traveling, just planning, even if you never take the trip, but just planning is one of those things that you can do that makes you happy. So when we talk about traveling, it's not to make you jealous or make you envious. It's because we had such an awesome experience in whatever location we were in. And we're just so excited about it. And we it's almost like reliving it, getting to talk about it. We have some friends that we can talk about travel and and we not only talk about our own travels, but we listen to them when they talk about theirs because they're just as excited about their experience. And I think it's important that we allow people to do that because that's part of the whole thing. You know, the, the pre-planning, the actual time on the trip, but then coming back. It, it sometimes can be such a downer if no one lets you talk about what you just did. You're right. I agree with you totally. And there are a lot of things that have come to light within the last year or so that really put a lot of people at odds with each other. And one of the best ways that you can experience people, other cultures, other places, is to go there and see them and be a part of that. And travel is a very important way to learn about other cultures, to learn about other people, even within your own country. And so we are encouraging of people to get out, go places, even if all you can do is get in the car, drive three hours away and be in another state and experience what things are like for the people who live there. Six hours, eight hours. From where we are in Wisconsin, in eight hours, you can be in a totally different climate and experience things that maybe you've only seen on TV or read in books. And it doesn't cost a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of resources. And it fills you with so much experience and knowledge. And it gives you the opportunity to understand people who are just a little bit different than you. And it's an adventure. And who doesn't like an adventure? So at that we are going to wrap up this first America Land podcast, and we encourage you to check back with us every four podcasts or so. Please check with our Facebook page. You can check with our main page, which is facebook.com slash kettleandcup, or you can check with our America Land page, facebook.com slash America Land page, where we will be discussing topics for future podcasts and this one as well feel free to give us some feedback some comments some messages and we will address some of them right on the podcast when we have time we appreciate you spending the time listening to us talk about some of the things that we love and we wish you safe travels i'm excited love you